podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Oh my goodness. It's a counter-attack. Here's Didier Drogba. And now Kedair in the middle. Drogba goes. Hello, welcome to Chelsea Hour. My name is Shemi and I'm your host for this one. Um, I'm joined by three fine gentlemen today. Um, Babs, how you doing, bro? I'm not doing too bad. Shem's can't complain. What about you? Yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro. Um, Luke, oh, how you doing, bro? I'm going to ask how you were. Just shut up, bro. <laughs> how, how you doing? <laughs> it's, been a, it's, it's been a while since you've heard your voice. Yeah, no, nah, you know, man's here, isn't it? Like, it's a shit time to be a Chelsea fan, but, you know, you know, we have to manage the situation. Then. They're calling me LUK young boy, you know, R9. They're comparing me to Phil Foden. I'm right. here today. It's been a right. while. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we've got a special guest, Sam. How you doing, bro? Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. It's a pleasure to be here. I've been compared to any footballers recently, but yeah, it's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. Pleasure to have you on, brother. Um, so quickly, just want to talk to you guys about Fanslide really quickly. Um, Fanslide is basically a, t- is a new concept. It's the world's first live in-play fantasy football game. And it gives you the opportunity to play against your mates, combining the features of betting, fantasy, and strategy. You basically use your gut instincts um, to predict how the game will unfold. And it's free to play and there's prize money on selected games. Um, Babs, do you want to just quickly give them a, a brief on how you've um, played and how you've um, used it in the last couple of games? Yeah, so literally I'm playing right now. I've got one eye on my other screen watching the Liverpool Burnley game and another eye on my phone. And I'm not going to lie, I've spent a lot more time looking at the fan slide. You know, I've got um, Robertson, Thiago and Mane for the first 20 minutes. And I don't think I'm doing too well. You know, I've got five points so far, but hopefully going into the next 20 minutes spell, I'll be doing a lot better than that. Cool. So you heard it first from the Chelsea Hour boys. Um, we'll be on there for the looting game. Um, download it free from the App Store. And yeah, let's get playing. So... Without further ado, let's get into this, today's episode. 
So um, obviously a resounding, comfortable 2-0 defeat at Leicester, um, against Leicester on Tuesday night. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't have much optimism going into the game. You know, we've been we've been in really poor form. Um, the manager just doesn't seem to really know how to lift the players. Leicester are riding high. So, yeah, I, I, I didn't have much hope going into the game. But um, let's get let's 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 get some thoughts starting with the lineup because obviously there were some all eyes were on the midfield. Obviously, with Ingolo Kante suspended, um, it was it was it was very it was very intriguing to see the combination that Lampard was going to pick. Um, in the end, he went with Havertz, Mount, and Kovacic. So, um, Babs, when you saw that when you saw the lineup, what, what was your overall thoughts? Yeah, so I mean, I was quite, I won't lie, I was um, quite excited to see that midfield in particular because I felt it would be a lot more attacking-wise, a lot more creative. But, you know, um, I did, I did, I had, I did have a few, few worries that I expressed in my um, pre-match um, review in the fact that Kovacic would be the one holding the, the base and how that would hold up in terms of like having Mount with him. You know, um, going into the game, I did, I did think Mount did, he did all right, you know. He did all right in, in the base of midfield, and yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm happy. I was happy with the midfield, but maybe I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I it was intriguing to see the change of shape. Obviously, the 43 one, which you haven't played in a while. I actually mm. thought Mason Mount played pretty well. I thought it was the only one that played all right, to be honest. And um, Agreed, yeah, yeah. As you said, you know, um, it was a bit more attacking considering that um, obviously against Fulham we did pretty much. But um. Sam, what was your what was your overall thought, overall thoughts on the lineup? Um, not just the midfield, but generally, was you confident going into the game? And when you saw that, how did you feel? Uh, well, I wasn't confident, but that didn't really have much to do with the lineup. That's just to do with current Chelsea at the minute. I'm not. I don't really feel confident in mm. going into any game. Um, obviously, I was happy to see um, Callum get a run out um, on the right wing as well. I actually quite like him on the right wing personally. I think mm. it kind of leads to him. Simplify, simplifying his game a bit more, which um, I kind of like at the minute while he's learning. Uh, yeah, I agree with you too, where you say Mason Mount was good. Uh, he was at least, like, he looked like he was trying and trying to make something happen. Uh, I always have kind of uh, uh, my worries about Pulisic, Pulisic at the minute. I don't mm. really think he's, um, he kind of, I think he needs to sit on the bench for a while personally. So I'm not really confident with him going in. But yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't the worst. Like, oh, the Rudiger decision was that's baffling, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure yeah. about that. But the lineup, to be fair, when it came out, I wasn't too mad at it. I was fine with it. Uh, the performance, on the other hand, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the performance in a minute. Yeah. Um, I think for me, uh, like, I, I, was, I, was, I wasn't mad as well. I mean, I, I was struggling to, to, to know what Frank could really do. You know, Kante suspended. I know. Um, people would say Jorginho Gilmore at the base, but I feel like we we are we are liable to get overrun with either of them, with either of them two on the at the base. So I feel like going with the two um, Kovacic and Mount was a decent decision considering that they both have legs, and um, it was good to see Havertz back in the ten because you know he's played a lot of football out wide and whatever. Um, but yeah, um, the Rudiger one was baffling, but I felt like with Vardy's pace, I kind of got it. But at the same time, I, I don't, I don't know why Zuma's just been just been dropped out of the cold. But yeah, we'll get into that one. But um, going into the performance, so um, Luke, um, what 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 was your thoughts on the performance? And um, yeah, just overall, how did you see the game? How it planned out? Yeah, so to be honest, really and truly, before the game with the lineup and that, 
I pretty much agree with Sam. I wasn't really, I, I, I wasn't um, optimistic or nothing. I, I knew we were going to lose, to be fair. I said it to my boy as well before. I'm actually just kind of more surprised about how early we conceded as well. I wasn't even home by that point. I only got home after 10 minutes, so we were already 1-0 down. I just said, boy, one of those days again, isn't it? Like, um, yeah, I agree with the Mount thing and the, the Cho thing as well. And that's, that's something I vocalised, especially um, with you, Shemi, as well, about Cho on the right. Again, while he does, does the game. Again, I agree with Pulisic. I feel like Pulisic at the moment, he's in like, I feel like he's being directed too far away from what he actually wants to do as a player, if that makes sense. So sometimes, especially for people that have like played football and that, sometimes you get this thing where there's always that one person that's bad, dem- always demanding you pass them the ball. And sometimes, you know, they're not the best option and you kind of get caught in two minds and you end up doing nothing good regardless. Like Lampard is really heavy on right now on goals and assists from the wingers, but he's taken away loads of what Pulisic does naturally, if that makes sense. Pulisic just seems right now like he's just desperate, 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 desperate to get into the, the areas where he's going to score goals. He's not really dribbling as much and um, doing all the things that, that, that literally are his USPs. So, yeah, he, I agree. He probably just does need to sit on the bench. I feel a bit sorry for him because at the end of the day, I feel like he's just doing what Lampard's telling him to do. But at the moment, everything is just, it's just the same thing. We're just watching the same, um, like, Shanta version of Klopp's game plan every single week. All we're doing is um, threatening, to ex- yeah, threatening to exploit some space, like, on the counter, and before settling back into, like, this safe possession where we just try to work overloads. I feel like we could go in... I feel like we could go one on one with a keeper and still try to work it wide, get an overload and cross at this point. So, mm. yeah, it just kind of is what it is at this point. I think we all share the same view in regards to the manager in it. So, yeah, I'm gonna let yeah. someone else take that one. Yeah. Um, before we move on to that one, just want to get a couple more reviews on the performance. So, Sam, um, in terms of how how we performed, what was your thoughts on on the gameplay and you know just just generally how the game went? Uh. Well, to begin with, I don't know what our tactic was, to be honest. Uh, even, like, it's obviously been kind of a thing where we've just been crossing recently. But even that feels like we didn't really even do many much of that. I don't know. It just felt there was no... It, it really did feel like a performance that the players really kind of didn't want to play. It felt almost like a nothing game. It was it was very strange, I felt, for a game like that. That kind of bigger game for a rival who's above us. It felt just... It felt very flat. Um, but yeah, in terms of the performance, Mount was, yeah, pretty much the only one who played relatively well. Other than that, I, I know the bar is on the floor, but Werner, when he came on for 20 minutes, looked okay, done a few okay things. Um, well, I'm more than Tammy, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, Tammy was... Uh, Kovacic wasn't, like, horrible, but he also didn't really do much I don't think just kind of felt like he was playing it safe a lot and I saw a, something posted someone something on Twitter where like he was kind of through and he just kind of chose to turn around and pass it backwards and stuff and I think that's kind of what you get when you play Kovacic in that anchor role I mm. feel he's best when he's it's a strange one because Kovacic is almost best when he's driving from kind of deep roles to deep uh, positions to kind of progress up the pitch but then he also almost doesn't really know what to do once he gets there it feels like so yeah, yeah it's a tough one um I know what you said about uh, Gilmore at the start in terms of we you can get run over but with how we're playing at the minute I, I would have personally just probably tried Gilmore or even Jorginho maybe yeah. but I'm not Jorginho's biggest fan but I would have maybe we needed some like we just didn't have a hold of the game at any point of it 
Like we didn't feel like we had any kind of control over that game at any point. So yeah, it was just just disappointing game, really. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just I, considering considering Frank Lampard tried to pick an attacking team um, going with like from the midfield going forward. Um, I assume that obviously because the Fulham performance wasn't that great, he tried to go on the front foot a bit. So considering that that was the 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 personnel, like that was the that was the logic behind the personnel to see how disappointing we were in kind of taking the game to Leicester, it it, it was crazy because we had so much attacking impotent impetus on the pitch and it just nothing came to fruition. So for me, it, for me, I think the game was just indicative of how badly coach we are from an offensive and defensive point of view. Um, not only do we not have any plans, but we genuinely just look so bad in every transition. So whether that's defensive transition, whether that's attacking transition, it just, we just look poor. Um, I think with our midfield, no matter what midfield we pick, we always have holes. There's always gaps in our midfield, right? And it just and it just shows how poor we are, how our defensive structure is. And this is something that's carried over from last season. Um, we haven't improved any anything to do with our structure and how we defend um, from last season. And um, from a progression point of view, that, that that's on Lampard. Um, so yeah, everything it was it was poor, man. It was really really poor. Um, no one really played well. I think Mount. I'd say Mount probably he, he was the only one that looked like he can hold his head high. But everyone else was just either bang average or poor. Um, I'm gonna go to Babs and I'm gonna go to Luke. Um, yeah. Um, Babs, let's get your thoughts on the performance. Yeah, I feel like that performance is very, very damning on how we play in terms of our philosophy, especially, you know, because for me personally, I think a philosophy is, is not just how you are on the ball, you know, going forward with your play. I think it's also, it also takes into consideration your defence. And if you um, heard um, post-game, James Madison's interview, like he's, he was really, really excited. And one of the things he said, which was very, very damning, was we know Chelsea switch off at set pieces. And as you guys know, that was one of our biggest, biggest, biggest problems last season. And we did get in Anthony Barry to work on defensive shape, especially on set pieces. And I feel like that, that was just, you know, it was embarrassing. And yeah, go, even going even a bit more into the game, if we look at individuals, you know, I did feel Rudiger. Like, I feel like he, he, he let himself down there because he had a decent game against Fulham. Um, he, and I feel like going into this game, Lampard probably felt, you know what? I'm fighting for my job. Maybe I'm going to give him a start. And I feel like Rudiger let him down. You know, if we go even look, looking forward, you know, if we look at our creativity, it was it just showed our approach. There was a there was a moment um, in the first half where Reese, well, sorry, where Tammy and Cho were running through, made, made brilliant runs, and Reese, rather than playing them through, yeah, turned back and passed that. it back. I remember that. I, I can't. I, I don't understand it. Generally, I, don't, I, don't. I, I generally and there was even another yeah, one where. That. um where Kai had the ball um, towards the right hand, right hand side of the pitch and Cho made a darting run. And rather than passing it through, he did it again. They passed it backwards. And I'm not sure, like, is this due to how we play? Because I do know, like, one of the things we have mentioned in the podcast is our lack of variation in attack. You know, we don't really try to make those punching through balls. We do try to make those overloads to make the crosses, you know. And even then, like, if we go into, if we go a bit more into the game, you know, Tammy Abraham, I don't know if you guys heard my pre-match, but I, I was saying, you know what? I'm excited for Tammy to play. You know, I put my I put myself out there. You know, I'm saying I want Tammy to play, and he let me down. You know, mm, I feel like cool, this this season for Tammy, like I don't know if you guys are familiar with basketball. We have this term in basketball is like this is your this is your contract season. Like this is Tammy's contract season. You know, he he, he still ha- he's still he's out of the contract in, um next year, and you know if he keep keeps up performances like this, I, I think it'll be hard Boy. to argue. 
I think it will be very, very hard to argue. And yeah, sorry, sorry mm. for going on a bit too long, but even then, like going on to the to the defensive shape, I feel like at times um, the way we attack it in terms of our reliance on our fullbacks, it leaves us very, very prone to the counter attack. That moment where James Madison scored his goal, Reese James was so far up the pitch. I mean, even getting back, he was so lackluster in terms of getting back into that shape. Mm. You know, Rud- Rudiger, if that's Zuma, Zuma's clearing the ball. But yeah, that. Even going us to that goal, that that was just it was just embarrassing. It was just embarrassing. Luke, do you want to go, bro? Yeah, no, I I like hundred percent agree with what Babs is just saying there. And especially the thing in terms of the whole when we get the ball and then man are turning and passing it back. These pundits they always say that kind of stuff is to do with confidence, all that kind of stuff, and it is. But I think the most damning thing about that is that I look at it in a way where it's like they're scared to lose the ball. Because they and we did it. We had a period where we were doing it a lot last season as well, where guys will a lot of the time you see teams take out from their attack to improve themselves defensively. And I'm not even saying this has been a conscious thing from Lampard. I'm just saying like there's days that even everyone's played football. There's days when you're getting absolutely run ragged, and you're just like, bro, take care of the let's take care of the ball for a bit. You see what I'm trying to say? So even when there's opportunities to pass forward and they and they don't and they decide to be more passive with it, I genuinely think at this point right now they're scared of losing the ball because they're scared of what teams might do to us. Because mm. right now I feel like we've even regressed in terms of our, our press and our shape in terms Definitely. of the counter press. Definitely. Because at last season, particularly, obviously we had a bad back end to the season, but even in that back end, I still felt like the front six were at least good in terms of their counter press. The problem was when it started to get towards the, the back four area guys were on nonsense positionally and not only just positionally there's times when Rudiger especially will be in the right position and just do the wrong just not execute what he was meant to execute if that makes sense and that was another example yesterday actually because the um I think the most annoying thing was uh, as much as Leicester play better than us if you look at their two goals it came from like individual um like moments if that makes sense they didn't cut us apart though they cut us apart loads of times they didn't cut us apart to score the goals both of those came from moments and you could say individual errors like Rudiger for example fair enough James switches off and he shouldn't switch off 100% I'm not even like trying to justify him switching off but I can understand why he did because you're thinking yeah like surely this is a piece of cake for Rudiger right here he's too busy trying to clamp Vardy and the ball just goes through to Madison and what Madison said after was factual he basically said them are a little man them are on on this amateur thing they're on his mm. amateur team defensively. So we knew what we could exploit and we did it, if that makes sense. And the funniest thing is, it's just crazy how football can change as well because at some points, particularly last season, that was Lampard. Especially if you look at games against Tottenham and Man United. I don't know Man United, we didn't always get the, 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 the best result. But in terms of how those games were planned out, Lampard was doing really well in those games. And it's funny now that teams are doing it to him. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I've always said that we attack with two teams. There's there's one team for the left-hand side, one team for the right-hand side, and the middle's absent. And this is this emphasis on possession is just stopping people, it's stopping players from playing risky balls. But yeah, man, that is it's, it's just a mess right now. Sorry, but Shelby, can I just let, say quickly as well that Kovacic is a fucking war criminal, bruv. That guy is a war criminal. Yeah, we'll, we'll, the amount we'll of times in, in the last two weeks I've seen this guy spot a pass yeah. and decide to. Anyways, I've yeah, got, go on. I've got, go I've, got, I've got heat for him myself, and we'll, we'll get onto that. Don't worry. Um, yeah. So let's get into some individual performances. So um, Kai Havertz came in; um, he's been quite absent, really, of, of late, apart from the cup games. But he gets a, gets a Premier League start um, in a number seven position. Um, Sam, how did you make? What did you make of his performance? Um, Havertz. I mean, it's, it felt like a similar performance to Kovacic, really. Just, in what sense? He didn't really do anything. I just felt like I didn't really notice he was playing. Yeah. He always like when I watch him. He always does. I really like Havertz, um, and I'm 
I'm willing to give him time and I completely understand he's a, mm. a new player, new country. This season, it's a cliche, but this season is a it's mental. Like this season is completely it's very different. Um mm. so I understand that he's gonna take time. He always does a couple like he picks the ball up, will chest it down really well, maybe two or yeah, he's, his first touch yeah. is lovely and I love that. Um but yeah, he just I feel people have a wrong impression of Havertz because I saw a stat after the game that he actually ran, I believe, the most on our team. Oh, really? I think he covered the most distant, okay. um, mm. which you, people don't really expect of Havertz because he kind of, he almost looks kind of casual sometimes the way he plays. Uh, I think we need to for sure get him in more dangerous areas of the pitch, mm. clearly. But I also do think he is, I like him as an eight kind of up and down. I think he has so many good qualities for a footballer which is rare to find mm. that you kind of want him in the middle of the park getting as much of the ball as he can he can score goals and he can but you can do that playing from kind of the middle of the park um yeah i just think he can't have a kovacic and a mason mount behind him yeah we'll get and we'll get on to those ones yeah he, he, um, he i think his performance was okay but it wasn't yeah. good but it wasn't really bad either yeah i thought i thought i thought yeah, just average, didn't do much. Mm, yeah. A couple of nice touches here and there, but ultimately didn't affect the game the way we would have liked him to affect the game. And I think, honestly, with Kai Havertz, is, um, I think we, we need a coach of ideas. Obviously, For to sure. get the best out of him, he's he's a player. He's, he, he's one of those players whereby not everyone will understand him. And I think certain football fans, I think a lot of football fans, in fact, are, are, are going through that, some, that similar mindset as well where they don't really understand what he is and I feel like when you're a manager and you don't get how to use him that's even worse you know what I'm trying to say so I feel like a manager with ideas who knows how to um, make the team attack cohesively and instruct players because I feel like Lampard is really bad with instructions so I feel like once we get a manager that can that's good with instructions and tactically um, competent we'll see the best like I have it. but um, yeah Agreed. Um, Agreed. overall pretty pretty um, subpar performance um, yeah. uh, Luke what did you make of Mason Mount's performance? Obviously, he played in the double pivot. He's been playing number eight all season. Um, he dropped back to the base next to Kovacic. What did you make of his performance? Obviously, you know what you're going to get from Mount, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the kid is the truth, to be fair. And I'm actually quite... Um, I, I even know the kind of, kind of apology. Obviously, I know, like... I never said Mount was, like... You know what I mean? Like, dead or nothing, you know? I always thought he was good. But I didn't realise how good he actually was until this season when he's gone back into deeper areas. So I even feel, you know what I mean? I feel like um, like I've, um, I've even offended him, innit? By not actually thinking that he was as good as he actually is, if that makes sense. So from him, you know what to expect at this point. And I, 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 he's even bailing Lampard out of a lot of trouble at the moment, just with, just, just, wherever you put the kid, the kid's going to perform. He's technically sound. He knows what he's doing a lot of the times. So or he knows when to, when it's a case of obey the manager's instructions and a case of, yeah, apply your head as a footballer, where, which I think is a big problem right now. A lot of people um, in our team, I, I don't feel like they know when to apply their own logic and the manager's logic, if that makes sense, which is a big problem considering the manager's plan right now is, is a bit stinky. So, so you thought um, he was going to get Leicester, yeah? Yeah, of course, of course. You know what Mount, you know what Mount's going to give you at this point, if that makes sense. Cool. Like, you know what he's going to give you. Yeah. To be fair, I, I agree. I thought I thought Mount was the only one I could hold his head high. I feel like um, he, when he could, he tried to quicken it up, as you saw for the um, the penalty that was given as a free kick on the edge of the box. I thought that was a really nice piece of play, and I felt like he put in a lot of work um, off the ball too, or he tried to anyway. And um, both in the defense and offensive phases. Um, Babs, you mentioned Tammy um, earlier. 
um yeah just want to get um can i get your view on his performance and obviously he was handed his start obviously lampard just seems to be rotating between the three strikers right now he doesn't know who he wants to pick i think it would have been Giroud, but obviously Giroud um took a bang against fulham apparently on his ankle um so yeah what did you make of tammy's performance yeah man it was a tough one for him. it was a tough one for him with the night because on one hand i do want to be tough on him and say that these are the performances as i said earlier which are your contracts performances but on the other hand i have to say that he has been like a bit out of the but he's been a bit left out in the dark in terms of like in game time but you know like i feel like he was a bit he was poor in the day you know he had a couple of dribbles where they just didn't come off he wasn't really getting he didn't really get many shots off in the game i don't believe either and and I feel like that is also um, a prerequisite of what happens when we have like our type, our type of creativity on the pitch. You know, I don't think it was. I don't think he. I think he should. He could think, I do think he could have done a lot more in terms of getting involved in interplay. You know, dropping off. You know, yeah, getting a bit more involved. Yeah. You know, with Kai and bringing Kai. I mean, like dropping off maybe over to the to the wings to like help um, Pulisic and Cho come into the game. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's just frustrating, you know, seeing him. Because I, I do feel like there is a play in there, you know, like people have said he's been, he's gotten improved. Um, I know I've spoken to Pels and Pels has said, um, there are moments where people say stuff like, um, oh, you know, he's improved so much. And although he does agree, one of the things that he does mention very, very much, and I have to agree with him, is the fact that you, we see it in spells. Yes. So we won't see it consistently. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Very, very, very true. Exactly, yeah. and that's what we need at this level. And I do know, you know, he's, he's still a young striker, but you know, this is Chelsea. We, we, need, we need a lot is, more consistency, fact, man. The thing is, yeah, it's not like a, a Cho where he hasn't had a run of games. He's had he's had complete backing from the manager. Last season, he was playing him when he was injured. He, he yeah. played a lot of games. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, yeah. Especially up until January, February. I know he fell off post lockdown, and then Giroud was coming in, but he had a long run of games. And then even this season, he, next to Werner. He's he's had he's had a good a good run in the team. You understand? Know and to yeah, be like, fair, he's, he's one of our top score scorers. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was gonna, I was just I was just about to say. To be fair, this season, yeah, I, he 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 hasn't put too too many foots wrong. If I'm being real, however, yeah. I am still searching for that consistent um, performance over the over a cross of ninety minutes and then game after game. If you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, it's it's high time we we get that. From- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke, what did you make of um, Cho's performance? Um, you know, a lot of the fan base were crying for him to start. Um, Jamie Redknapp had some some harsh words to say at the end. Um, but we'll hey, man was just backing his cousin. <laughs> you know the truth. But overall, man. yeah, overall, what did you make of his his performance? Um, it's no, quite tough uh, to his game, but yeah. You know, when it comes to Cho, in it, of course, I love the guy, but I'm very objective in it. So I'm not going to act like he played he played well. Like he didn't play badly. I don't think. But it's one of them things where it's given the context. I feel like he's he's suffering from the same thing that a lot of men are at the moment when it comes to the fact that we're not really playing to our players' strengths. If you, if you do the comparison to Liverpool... Um... Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, 
You'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Sorry to go almost off topic here, yeah, but if you do the comparison to Liverpool, in it, yeah, and how they um, develops their their system, if that makes sense, right? Klopp came in. He never he never really did this. Um, how do you say over the top fullback stuff? If that makes sense before Liverpool, of course that Dortmund he attacked with his fullbacks, but at Liverpool it only made sense. He didn't really have many creative midfielders, so it made sense for him to make a front five. If that makes sense on the attack out of the front three plus the fullbacks, but right right now we're trying to do that and it doesn't suit our profile of players. So people like Cho are suffering, people like Havertz are suffering, people like Pulisic are suffering. Ziyech we can talk about on another, you know what I'm trying to say, on a yes, different stick, flex, stick, isn't it? Stick to Cho on this one. Yeah, on a different flex, but he's one of, Cho is one of the people and of course Cho, because of the, the spark and the just explosiveness out of nowhere at times, particularly, or the ability to just make a pass like he did against Fulham for Werner as well, of course he's still going to give you bits, but he's still suffering at the, at the same time at the moment because mm. the game plan doesn't fit, it doesn't suit the profile of players that we have mm, mm. I think we generally... have so much creativity down the middle but all we want to do is use our fullbacks if you compare that to Liverpool Liverpool don't have that creativity in the middle yeah I think I think, I think think generally he struggled to get into the game we struggled to give him, get him the ball um, and 1v1 he didn't really get the best of Timothy Castagna but it shows the least of my worries because he's, he's been really good over the past few weeks um, yeah facts and um, he just needs a consistent run in the team to for his development to go to go up the ranks um, but yeah, let's let's move on from that. Um, let's let's talk about a bit about Frank Lampard. Um, so we we all kind of um, we we're all in agreement that um, we all want him out um, at this point. Um, I think for me, um, I was I was going into the season. I, I was I was having Frank because I felt like last season he left. He made some good foundations, and I felt like. Um, I liked he, the fact that he could adapt to to certain games he did last season, like the games against Tottenham, Arsenal. He showed some adaptability, and I felt like, given some backing, he would be able to, you know, um, make something happen. And I don't know why I thought that because when I when I think about it, he's he's literally a managerial novice. Like he just entered into the game um, from a managerial um, standpoint, and I feel like we're seeing a lot of a lot of a lot of evidence of that um, at the moment because literally, he I feel like he's so lost for ideas. He doesn't know how to lift players, how to get the best out of the squad. Um, and I can't see him lifting us in this slump right now, to be completely honest. And I think um, there was a journalist who wrote something on Sky um, speaking about our identity, which is completely true. Um, there is no identity in how we play. Um, we are very slow in everything we do on the pitch. Um, and yeah, I, I couldn't tell you how we play, legitimately. I, I really couldn't. And um, have we progressed from last season? Not really. Um, defensively, yeah, defensively was still trash. We still conceded a lot of goals, um, and that a lot of that is down to structure because our personnel is pretty good. And I can and I've analysed our structure, and our structure is so so bad. Um, and yeah, man, it, it's just an overall West. I don't I don't really like his his character. 
he's 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 shown to be a bit nasty. I don't know, like the way he, <laughs> the way he throws the players under the bus post match. It's always the players, like he never takes things out of the kind of it. I mean, like I I thought I thought he was a nice guy, but I, I, I was I was proving a little bit wrong. But yeah, man, I just want him out at this point. Um, and in terms well, of when um, he knows, when he knows yeah. it's him or them, yeah. you'll see a different side to people in it. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Just quickly before we talk about like replacements. Um, so um, were any of you, how, in terms of where you're at with Frank now, where, where do you think it's gone wrong for him? Essentially, so Babs, you, do you want to go? Do you want to go with that one? Like, where do you think yeah, it's gone I, wrong? For I, Frank? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go straight in on this one. I think, as I said earlier, it's the lack of philosophy, man. Mm. You know, approach the game. Like, I feel we're so, we just haven't, we haven't set our Slamper hasn't set his foundations in terms of his philosophy to allow him to incorporate new players. You know, if we saw last season, we, we did the whole um, mindless pressing um, again, like against um, City in the um, not not against City, against United. We, then we also had like an approach where we sit back and just hold and just hold like we did against um, City at home. And I feel like that inconsistency of how you're going to play, not that you can't approach games in different in different ways. It just leaves players confused. You know, I feel mm. like this season especially we've just been poor in our defensive setup, and that's led to individuals being open and more exposed, shall we say, to individual errors, you know. An example I can give for this is, is a John Stones, for instance. Um, last season, and season four, he's, he's had his problems and Pep has always been happy to take a lot more of the smoke about it and say, look, this is down to the way I play the game and this is down to the way we are adapted to the game. And, you know, we, if, you, if you want to go at John Stones, you're going to have to come at me. And I feel like if we look at our last four games, especially in um, isolation, you know, we look at the Aston Villa game. There was a chance um, at the back stick where um, House made a op- had an open header and Aspie didn't Aspie didn't notice it. And literally twenty minutes later, after that, that's how we could see the goal. You know, El Ghazi's back stick run, Aspie and um, and um, Kanti had a mix up, and it just it completely and utterly exposed our actual setup. So, um, sorry, Tuesday, Tuesday against Leicester. The corner. It was a simple corner. It was a simple corner routine, and we were just um, we were just literally unwinded for fun. Uh, if we go to, if we go on to City, Sterling literally had Kante isolated at every single transition, and you think, is it because Kante is pressing forward, or is it because he's being left behind by his other midfield compatriots? And I feel like that actual like setup and how we're playing on the field, especially like it has to. You have to look at the manager because there's too much. There's too much. Um, how can I explain it? There's too many pa- there's too many patterns of this happening for it mm. to be too co- coincidental for it just to be individual errors. Is it individual errors or is it his setup leaving players leaving individuals open to being exposed? Mm. I feel you. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, it's definitely not coincidence. It's it's definitely due to setup. I, I I've I've been screaming like our, our structure is horrible. We are so easy to play through. It's what literally one two passes. And because we have so many gaps in the, in, the, in our midfield, because we're not set up properly, bruv, it's, that's it, they're in. Um, it happened against Leicester. Madison literally played a 1-2 with, I can't remember who it was, and it was in. It was in on goal. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shambles, really. It's a shambles. I mean, I don't know. A part of me feels like, why did I expect so much from a manager that's only, you know, he's very, very little experience. He pretty much walked into his job off, off of um, one year at Derby, and that year was even... Was even he even took Derby from six to six? Like it wasn't like he did anything crazy. If you know what I'm trying to say, like what did I really expect from um, uh, such an inexperienced manager? And I feel like um, when you've given so much to a manager who's not used to handling this so much, there's only it's only going to end one way. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Um, 
it's like it's literally like giving a Ferrari to like an 18 year old. You get me? Like they might they might do the basics, do a couple, um, go from A to B. But when it's time to get on the motorway, it all goes to crap. But Wait, when it's time for that title charge, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? When it's time to progress, <laughs> that's it. That's it. But um, let's talk about some possible replacements. So um, Sam, um, the streets were saying that you keep a, a, a shrewd eye on Southampton. Um, are you able to? Who first of all, who do you want to come in for Frank Lampard, and why? Anyone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are you are you a fan of Hassan Hassan Hutton? I am. Jesus Christ, Hassan Hutton. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's start. Let's start again. Are you a fan of Hassan Hassan Hutton? Yeah, I am. So, cool. um, obviously, the whole kind of Southampton thing is my dad's a Southampton season ticket holder, so I kind of obviously speak to him quite often about mm. football and all that stuff. Um, but with the Hassan Hootle thing, I think he plays football in a similar way to how Lampard wants to play. Lampard can't achieve it because, like you said, he's a rookie. Um, but he plays football kind of, he presses from the front. He kind of likes that pressing, I don't know, what do they call it? it Gegen pressing? Is that what they call it in Germany, I think? Yeah, Gegen pressing, yeah. Gengen. Yeah, Gengen. <laughs> So I think it's a good <laughs> that in terms of that. I like the football he plays. His Southampton squad is poor. If you look at their squad on paper, it's it's not very good at all. It's kind of it's definitely. I wouldn't say poor. I'd say average. But yeah, I know what you're getting. At. Nah, I can't, I can't yeah, lie. It's broke. Makes them they, look good. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. If you Fair look enough. at it below there, tool, yeah, he's only spent what like sixty seven odd million. Yeah. Yeah. They have some. They have some good players. They've obviously got, which helps any kind of team below the big six. They've got a goal scorer in Ings, which massively helps any team down there. But mm. their squad really isn't that good. Kind of few injuries. Mm-hmm. The players they're bringing in are kind of. My brother was telling me how the two players they brought on recently. He ran into them like just running in the park, and like they're just literally kids from Southampton. Mm. Some of the kids they're bringing on. So I really do think his squad is. Quite, there's definitely teams below him who I would argue have kind of better squads than him. Mm. So there's that. Um, he's obviously Austrian, but I believe he's fluent in German. I imagine he is, because that's kind of where most of his, I think, playing career and managing career has been. Uh, so there's the obviously German connection, and we can't escape the fact we pay big money for two German players. So he's obviously managed Werner as well at um, Leipzig. And I think... If I checked earlier, his first season under Hassan Hootel, I don't he didn't do too well, but I'm pretty yeah, sure I saw that. he was very young. So yeah, he didn't get many goals young. at all. I think it was like six goals or something. If he's only 24 now, he must have been young back then. Yeah, yeah. So I think it may maybe it was their first year as well. Hadn't he just got them? Yeah, yeah. Away? I think he they got him from a promoted team, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but then obviously his second year, Werner kind of I think he scored over 20 goals in kind of 31 games. I think he got 21. So he obviously knows how to use Werner better than Lampard does at least. Um, so yeah. there's that. Uh, I do think the, also the Premier League connection, having mm. managed in the Premier League, I think it's a big kind of, it's an underrated trait having yeah. someone who's managed in the Premier League yeah. because I know it's kind of a um, like a thing people say, like, oh, the Premier League so different to everywhere else. But I do think there's, there is elements of truth in that. I don't think they'd all say it if, it was a lie. I do think mm. the Premier League is a kind of unique, a unique league to manage in. Sorry, so I think him having the experience is good. Um, 
my worries with him that other people have brought up um, is he has never really managed a big club. Yeah. Uh, there's egos attached at big clubs. So yeah. it's different. That's at, a good point. Yeah. At Southampton, kind of, I guess they don't expect to be top of the league and winning titles. So they're happy to kind of follow him. Uh, could mm. he do that at um, Chelsea? I mean, I personally am with the camp of it's worth a try. Uh, I know a couple of people have obviously you f- going to get into. Sorry, yeah. Do you, okay. do you think he'll come Chelsea and play four four two? And if if so, where where would someone like Havertz fit in? Would he have to adapt and maybe play a four one four one, or like how would that work? Do you think? Because yeah. I th- I'm not sure if we're, I I'm not sure if we have. Um, I wouldn't say we don't have the profile to play for four four two, but I feel like um yeah, someone like Havertz would really suffer, and that's 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 massive because we signed up for so much. Yeah, for sure. And I think, like you said, the four four two is a it's a formation that's kind of almost obsolete now. You don't really see it in many places, the four four two anymore. So it's quite interesting that he does play it. Um would he play it at Chelsea? I'm not sure. I, I think I, he'd have to play like a four four one one, maybe. Yeah, I think you could kind of play 4-2-3-1 in a similar vein almost mm. you could have the kind of the wingers kind of dropping back a bit further like yeah. kind of how I think Conte probably used to try use them I don't know if Hazard ever listened to him but he tried to kind of bring the wingers back mm. um, and have like kind of one player I guess Hazard was up there so that was kind of pushed forward so that would kind so of be the yeah, two yeah. I guess yeah. but I think he's shown enough tactical nous um from his career to, I reckon he could coach another formation. Like I, okay. I, I would trust him to kind of coach a maybe a, like a four-two-three-one or a four-three-three. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm 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 a fan of Hassan for sure. But a lot of the managers kind of being touted around have all got good traits. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just anyone really any of those managers <laughs> being mentioned is better yeah. than what we've got at the minute. But yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, I feel you. Um, Babs, who would be your managerial candidate and why? Um, similar to Sam, similar to Sam, I do think um having the Premier League experience is important. And for me personally, I don't want to sound like um Dan's, you know, speaker, but for me, I, I would go with I would have to go with um Brendan Rogers. Same. I would go with Brendan Rogers, and a lot of people will say the thing of oh, do they think he's gonna jump ship in the middle of the season and. I don't, think you, I don't know if you guys forgot, but he had the opportunity to go invincible with Celtic. And he he jumped ship to Leicester like that. And from what we've heard, he's quite the um, aspirational type. I think, type. I think being, top of, being top of the SPL is different from being top of the Premier League. Because That's a good point. That right is a very now. good but yeah, point. Carry yeah. on. But yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm not saying it will be, you know, immediately and it wouldn't just be like I'm interim until the summer. But I feel like for the long term, I feel like he would be a good manager. You know, he's shown excellent, excellent um, taste in player, you know. He, he's, he's, he got rid of um, a Maguire and he signed a Fofana and he's looked like an instant upgrade for me personally. Mm. And I do feel like with the way he does play football, he knows how to set up a team to be com- compact. Yes. You know, he knows how to set up a team to reserve energy. You know, mm. against us, they barely expended energy, but within the two chances that they had, like that, two goals. And I do feel like with him, and if we actually look at him in the, in the last four games, um, for Leicester in particular... You know, they've played Palace, um, they've played Newcastle, they've played Southampton, and they've played us. They've had three wins and one draw. If you look at the XG, 
it's been I believe it's it's, it's six is um it combined is six over those last those those last four games. They've scored seven goals and they've conceded two goals. So that shows me that although he is amazing in terms of setting up a defensive um a defensive back line and a defensive um force, he also is he's always going to be actually lethal going forward. And we we suffered that in the, in that game. And I do feel like he would be a good a good manager yeah. going forward. Yeah, yeah. I'll jump in here. Sorry, Luke. Um, you you go next after me. Um, I thought I'll jump in here because obviously, um, I was um, I'm on that view as well that I would take Brendan Rodgers. Um, I think the one thing, the only thing you forgot to say, you you hit everything else on the on the head. Um, but I think the only thing you missed out is that is the fact that he's shown that he can compete in multiple multiple seasons. He's competed um near the top Big of the facts. league. So, um, Liverpool. Um, I don't. I'm of the view that Liverpool, that Liverpool 13, 14 team. Um, they had four really good players. So Sterling, Sturridge. Suarez and Coutinho. And Coutinho was still even really young back then. Mm, Gerard was fading, but yeah. I'd say in terms of attacking influence, those were his guys. And then, like I'd say, everyone else was kind of they didn't have a really good defense, and Gerard was old. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So, like, I wouldn't say the score was amazing, but he really, really maximized them, and they were they were battering teams left, right, center. You know what I'm trying to say? And, and he had them competing that season. He had Leicester competing for most of last season. Obviously, they fell away towards the end. Um, and he had um, Leicester. He has got, he's got Leicester competing this season, and, and people forget that Leicester. Um, they had a bit of a fall off um, um, after um, Claudio Ranieri on the Puel. They fell. They fell back to a mid-table team, and he got them pushing right up to the top of the league again, um, competing for Champions League and competing this season for the title. So um, he's shown that he can compete, man. Um, my only thing is, I don't. I'm not sure he'll come mid-season because simply because Leicester are top. Um, I know he's got a reputation of, you know, just jumping ship, but I'm not sure that will happen this season. And me personally, I don't think I can wait until the end of the season because it's just going to be a disaster with this guy. Um, which leads me on to my next um, point, which is that because Tuchel is free right now, I I wouldn't mind taking him. And it's not a thing where I don't, I'm not even too fond of Tuchel because I didn't find his PSG teams very entertaining, to be honest with you. I wasn't really impressed with the Champions League campaign, but I know he's got ideas. Um and I know he can he can make it work with um, superstars. So mm. Neymar and Mbappe are, are two amazing amazing players who have superstardom, superstar ego. Um, I know everybody always talks about that famous two shell quote about how I'm paraphrasing here, but about how um, he said something along the lines of um, good players will solve the problem. And I like yeah. that. You know, when you've got when you've got players of a certain ilk, sometimes um, you just need to let them solve the problem. You know, we're kind of seeing it with Oli. At United, where he doesn't give them too some, he can he he gets criticised for not giving them too much tactics. But sometimes you just got to let players do their thing. Sometimes, not all the time. Um, so yeah, I feel like obviously with the profile players we've got, I feel like he would kind of know how to get the best out of everyone. Um, and obviously, well, I've, got got I've got one question for you, Semi. I've got one question for you, Semi. Not to interrupt, yeah. but do do you think it may be a worry um, in terms of how his teams tend to do in the latter stages of seasons? Because we did see that they did capitulating that 13-14 season and not only that but last season Leicester did have a fall off I know they had a couple of injuries yeah but there were some worries there and not only, not only that but the season afterwards with Liverpool he got sacked after a draw against mm. Everton where they were 10 so like do you think that may be a worry or do you think he's matured from that point in his career definitely definitely something to point out and it's a good point I think with the Liverpool thing I think Suarez leaving was a really big factor um, and Sturridge the following season wasn't um, as present so a lot of their goals were taken away and that showed in their league position when he got sacked. Um, Leicester last season, I can't lie to you. I feel like, I feel like, ugh, I don't feel like lockdown held him. And I feel like he really got what he could out of them. 
I don't feel like he could have taken a much. I, I knew they were going to fall off personally. I don't know. Some I just big injuries knew. as well. Yeah, Ferreira, and he got some big Madison. injuries. Pereira, yeah. Madison, exactly. Ben Chirwell as well. So we can give him the benefit of the doubt there. I guess we'll see this season what he does and see if he stays the, the full season. We'll see if he can get them competing towards the end. Um, Luke, sorry to keep you waiting patiently, brother. Um, but what your who is your manager candidate and where? Obviously, you know me, I like to be different. Yeah. And to be fair, I've wanted this manager from even when we hired Lampard, Ten Hag from Ajax. Okay. I think I think his his job is done there, to be honest. Obviously, mm. um, they were never gonna repeat what they did anyways in the season where they reached the semi-final, especially selling off the players. But I think he I genuinely think his job is done there. I watch quite a bit of Ajax as well. They've always got talent coming through. Graven Birch at the moment, center mid 17, he's cold. But yeah, no, Ten Hag, he seems like he's 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 someone that's can embed a philosophy that's actually not dissimilar from, I wouldn't say from what Lampard is trying to do, but formation-wise, I'm very conscious about the formation. So I like Hassan Hutel, but I don't, I don't particularly want, I don't not want him, but I don't want him as in he's not. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, he, you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> because I don't really like the 4-4. Four, four, like, mm, it's Higgy. Um, Hassan Hutel as well, in terms of, even in terms of um, coaching a new system, he likes two up-top systems anyways, if that makes sense. So from what I've, from what I've seen of Southampton and um, and Leipzig when he was there before, he likes two up-top systems. And I hear that, but I don't think a two-up-top system would suit the, 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 the firepower that we've got, if that makes sense, particularly wide. Like, I know it potentially would bring the best out of Havertz, um, in terms of him behind the front two and Werner as well, obvious for obvious reasons, but I don't think it would it would do anything for our wingers. So Pulisic chose it, sure there it wouldn't really do anything for them. So I guess if Hasnut was to come and we played the four or two, I I I think he would play. Uh, I think it would be um, Werner and and Havertz. So yeah, in the front, I think it would be that as well. And yeah, Havertz and just think- off of him. I think yeah, I think they would form. A, I think it would actually be a four-four-two in it, out of possession, so, so press-wise, isn't it? But um, obviously in possession, I think Herberts would spend more time up front than we would think actually. But he would be the one to drop off in a conventional two, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? He wouldn't be the one darting in behind in that. But yeah, I like Hassan. I just don't. I'm just not sure it's the, it's a right mix with two core. I've got major major issues about his man management. PSG was just a whole. Every time there was a scandal or a debacle when it came to not only him and the players but him and the board too as well especially because mm-hmm. Leonardo um their sporting their um sporting director he's obviously not the one that brought in um Tuchel and funny enough as well um Tuchel didn't do a bad job or nothing as well especially considering the fact that they, they reached the Champions League semi-final even this season they're not going bad or anything they're not top but they're not going bad and they've had other seasons where they haven't been you know top the whole time but you expect them to win it the main issue is the man management and the fact that there's always friction between him and certain players or friction between him and the board. The guy doesn't know how to shut his mouth at times and he kind of makes issues out of things where it's like sometimes just, you know what I'm trying to say, close your mouth so, a bit and just get on with stuff. So do you so, think Ten Hag, Ten Hag is different in that sense? Yeah, I think because obviously Ten Hag, this would be his first, obviously he's managed Ajax already, but this would be a bit, this would be a step up if we're being honest. Like obviously Ajax, Ajax is a historical club, but it's not the same thing as coming to managing Chelsea. I also think as much as I just mentioned my management, I don't think it would be a huge issue with us because I don't think we have that many characters that would cause an issue. But um, yeah, he, I think he would come on respect just through his ideas more time. Like, you know, when is they- Ten Hag um, or Tuchel? Ten Hag, I'm talking about Ten Hag oh, now. Ten Hag, Ten Hag, I, I, like, yeah. I actually like Ten Hag, I'm too cool tactically. I just don't like his man management skills. Cool, cool. So, Ten Hag. so um, yeah, so, so, so Ten Hag for me, I think he fits the bill tactically. 
and obviously man management wise as well. I think he'd he's not he wouldn't be someone I guess that would just go in and command respect off of name alone. But we don't have that kind of dressing room anymore. It's not the days of Lampard, Drogba, and all these kind of men when you when you needed to be someone to go in there. We saw AVB go in there, and I, I actually think AVB would have done well with the next generation of players that we had. But potentially yeah. again. Yeah, again, this is not that generation, is it? So mm. I think you you earn respect, given the fact that most of our players are young and the older players that we have, they're not really divas off him. William was a bit of a diva, but he's gone now anyways. So, yeah, I think, I've, I honestly think that'd be an avenue for us. The only thing I'm worried about is the whole thing of um, the fact that he's not managed in Prem before, right? And um, people kind of tried to make make it out like it's not a thing. I was one that didn't used to buy in when I was a bit younger as well to that whole thing, oh, he ain't managed in the Prem, all that kind of stuff. But it definitely matters. I think mm. that's the main thing that's... Um, makes me want him over the other two even though obviously the other two haven't managed in Prem and he hasn't managed in Prem I just feel like the German managers especially from from what we've seen they don't really know how to come and relax Hasenhutl came started trying to press every little thing play this high intensity football and it wasn't they were getting smacked at points um, Southampton yeah. Yeah, yeah Nagelsmann as well is another one we haven't mentioned him yet I, funny enough I just watched the Sky Sports um Sky Sports News before, and they were saying that after it's, it's looking like it's Nagelsmann and um, Tuchel are the two that we're, we're chasing if we sack Lampard. And I don't really want Nagelsmann, not I don't believe nah. him or anything like that, but it's a similar thing to Lampard. I don't think Lampard's not going to be a good manager. I just think this is too much too soon for him. I think I he's think, got ideas, but he hasn't yeah. narrowed down those ideas and he's not doing it in a way that suits the team. Nagelsmann yeah. is another one. He's got more experience, but even him, he's a bit more, he's a bit of a hipster. I think he's a risk. On certain days, I think you could smack a team 5-1 and on another day, you can lose to a team 5-0. You don't yeah, the, to say the, 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 the Nagelsmann thing is interesting because none of us actually mentioned him. And yeah. I agree with you, Luke. I, I, I agree there's there's so much risk coming with, with Nagelsmann. Just he quick, know um, how to relax. Yeah, quick like, question. If you look at the way Man United slapped them, he, they, they performed really well against them in the other game. But in, in that first game as well, when everyone expected to be more of a tighter game, he's kind of a hipster in a way where he will just do risky things. And it's not it's not every single time you have to take a risk. They, t- they took a risk in that Man United game with the way they played and they got beaten 5-0. That, that, suit, that suit was a mad thing as well. Exactly. Yeah. So you know what I'm trying to say? Like, the way, the, the guy, like, you know what I'm trying to say? He's a bit of a hipster. He's a yeah. Shoreditch boy. You know what I'm trying quick, to say? And this is not quick, time for Shoreditch boys. Quickly, yeah, um, just to wrap up the segment, do you think we get Ten Hag mid-season or do you have to wait to end season? I think whoever we get, whoever's going to be the permanent guy, we're going to have to wait till the end of the season. I think even if that's Tuchel, because Tuchel, remember, he only got sacked two and a half weeks ago. So okay. whoever we get, I reckon we wait till the end. Of, even if it's Rogers, and I also as well with Rogers, uh, I didn't mention him. I do think he, I do think he'd leave for us, given the fact that he's he's mad ambitious. It's been written about him from earlier as well that he's mad ambitious, as, especially, and especially in terms of the way that we didn't bid him off or nothing, but he has. There's a thing with Chelsea, if that makes sense, because of the way, because he managed the the youth teams, and he's even been said. There's been articles that, oh, why Brendan Rodgers would never, will never, will never manage Chelsea. Like, as if it's the job that he's been touted to never be able to get, type of thing. Obviously, I know the Celtic thing is different, but at the same time, he left a potential um, unbeaten season um, with Celtic to come and manage Leicester mid-season, who weren't going to do that, that anything that season, anyways. You see what I'm trying to say? So yeah, I think Rodgers would come, but I think he would. What's that? Says just watch the space. Yeah, I think I think um, Rogers would come, but I think it'd be end of the season because as much as he's doing a really good job with them at the moment, 
I think there's only so far he can take them, given the profile of their players in terms of age and personality. They Leicester ain't Leicester ain't signing those superstars anytime soon, and I, I'm not sure it's going to happen. Period. If that makes sense, right? There's when you're doing well with a certain type of team and you're pushing out the table with young players and all that kind of stuff, it always feels like he can only go so far before players start thinking I need to win some stuff. I can potentially yeah. push up another level. Madison signed another deal. But what yeah. happens if they don't start pushing up more or winning stuff? Like, as much as they've been good, it's been the fact that other teams haven't at the same time. If I feel, I always feel like in a world with, where everyone is doing what they're meant to do, it, um, do, do Leicester trouble the top as much as they've been doing? Probably not. That's why I think it can only go so far. So I think he would come to Chelsea, to be fair. End of the season, though. Cool, 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 cool. Let's wrap that, um, wrap that up there. Nice little debate. So... We we will disagree. We disagreed with elements of each other's choices, which was good, and no one mentioned Nagelsmann, which was pretty surprising. I think some of the listeners will be surprised about that. Um, okay, cool. Let's quickly look ahead to the uh, tell weekend that, game. Tell that guy to get his drip up if he wants his job. Yeah, as Bab said, <laughs> as Bab said, we saw that outfit. Man is coming in uni days attires, bruv. Like, I like you know West, what I'm to say? West End. West End is not far from from the bridge store. Yeah, you know, he right? needs to relax, fam. Like, right, he needs so. to get his drip up before he before he starts trying to take that job. Cool. Let, let's look ahead to the weekend game real quick. Um, just wanted to get some quick perspectives on who they would like to see play at the weekend. Um, Sam, um, obviously last game against Morecambe, convinced a four a win. We didn't see any youngsters come in, um, play that game. Um, who would you like to see any come in this game? Do you think it's the right game? And if so, who specifically would you like to see come in? Yeah, so I'd definitely like to see youngsters come in. Um don't know if we will, because it's similar to the Morgan game. Lampard's head seems to be on the chopping block almost. He seems to be under pressure. So will he risk playing some young boys? Probably not. We all thought he would against Morecambe and he didn't. Um, yeah, I'd like to see, obviously, Billy uh, get a run out kind of at the base of that midfield. Uh, against Morecambe when he played, I don't think... Was it Morecambe where he played? Yeah, it was. Um, I don't think he was brilliant, but he also wasn't bad. And he kind of, he seems to have something that I maybe don't think Cover or Jorginho have. Of course, he's young and needs to learn. And these are the kind of games that are good for people like him to learn in. So I'd like to see Billy. Uh, I'm not sure what the situation is with kind of Andrew in at the minute. It seems like he was in and around, uh, but we haven't really seen much of him. Yeah. Since since he got that like ten minute run out or something, we haven't really seen him. So I yeah. think he's going to probably go with a relatively strong eleven. Maybe bring Agreed. in players like is Christensen injured again or is he back? I think he's back. So we'll probably see Christensen, Emerson, probably Jorginho will get a run out, um, and I think it'll, he'll probably go have a pretty strong eleven again. To be perfectly honest. As long as Ziyech yeah. doesn't play, because I'm sick of that guy at the moment. I'm sick of him, bro. <laughs> he's I'm sick of that He's guy. very kind of obvious. What Ziyech then again, I feel, I feel, I feel like because he wasn't playing like this at Ajax. He wasn't just crossing at Ajax, but I feel like yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of emphasis on us to cross from Lampard. That's just Lampard. Yeah, that's I feel just like Lampard, Lampard so. just screams goal. I feel like I feel like with another manager, another ideas. I feel like he will move away from those crossing. But yeah, I we'll hope so, because we'll, it's we'll... been 
it's been an eyesore. It's yeah, not, not even not, that the cross is not, not to dwell on it too long, but yeah, yeah. Well, we cross with no good headers of the ball exactly. in the box. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. my, any literally. Sense. He's thinking, yeah, but, now Chilwell will get round that back post. Chilwell will be at the halfway line. This guy said, now nah, by the time the ball reaches, Chilwell, Chilwell rest, will man. Like, yeah, I've been running <laughs> since he signed for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. listen. The final point yes, of this yes, year, yeah. all I will say is that that man is not a footballer. That man is a, he's a drill raffer, yeah. You see that man that always talking about they were whipping work. That's Diaz. That, that's Diaz right there. <laughs> that man's supposed to be in the bando, yeah. <laughs> that's all I will say on Diaz, innit? All right, cool. Let's move on. Let's move on from that. Um, Babs, do you want to talk about it? Do you want to um, bring the list of questions? I know we've got some from the Discord and then we'll wrap up from there. Yeah, so as always, you know, shout out to the Discord, shout out to the Discord um, users, you know, it's a bubbling community of about 1,500 people. And I mean, like the, the conversations are always popping, whether it be football, basketball, you know, NFL, gaming, there's a there's a home for you if you want to if you want to get down there. So if you do want to get down, I'll probably post a link once this episode drops. And yeah, so you're yeah, going to listen to questions first up from TK. Thoughts on Jamie Redknapp's comments regarding Cal? And um, I'll start off with him, Shemi. Um, I thought it was to be honest, I thought it was it was it was very um how do I how do I say what I'm trying to say? I feel like he was itching to kind of pick him out a little bit because um Jamie Jamie would know that Callum hasn't had a run of games and um if he's been watching Chelsea, he would know that Callum over the past three to four games has been arguably our best player and the difference maker in games. So I felt it was quite strange for him to get picked out out of everyone. And he wasn't even the worst player on the pitch. Like players were much more invisible than he was. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, yeah, yeah. I think he, he kind of knew. And, um, and I found it quite ironic how he doesn't, he, he, he barely criticized his cousin Lampard. So, yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's family ties, isn't it? Family nah, ties. but Shemi, come on, yeah. man. You can't shame a shameless man. Yeah, that, come, would you go on national TV and be criticizing your cousin? That's the only simple thing I have for him. <laughs> you know really what? Truly. You know what? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I hear it, but at the same time, I feel like, I, yeah, you know what? You got me there. Fair. Really and truly, yeah. Cho is the stick that everyone's been beating Lampard with recently, innit? So that's but my thing is, my thing is, yeah, my thing is, yeah. Havertz was didn't play. I haven't played Western Cho. I felt like Kovacic played Western Cho. Really yeah, played Western Cho. Mm. It's just it's, you know you know it's easy to pick up the young star that doesn't yeah, come in. No, you know what it is. They're I don't know why anyone does that. Yeah, yeah they're it's because the they're young. They're so easy to. Who wants to, to pick out. on a young lad? Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, you know what um, I think it is though. Them men are like them men are not the stick that everyone's been beating Lampard with recently. Everyone's just saying play Cho, play Cho. Why is he not playing Cho? What does Cho have to do? Now he's played, and obviously Lampard has obviously been feeling that. Obviously, Jamie's obviously been seeing that. So that's why he's decided to say it, I think, personally. Because Cho is the stick that everyone's been beating Lampard with, and rightly so. Yeah. Yeah. Next question, Labs. I mean, before we move on to that, the only thing I'm going to I'm gonna have to interject there is the, is the fact that I feel like there's a degree of professionalism there that you have to have. You know, it, it, felt, it felt for me, it felt a bit more for me, a bit of a personal thing. It, felt it was like, a personal dig. It, it felt like Lampard and him yeah. been having a couple of conversations. Been having and, conversations, yeah. And Jamie kind of the said, The redneck WhatsApp chat. And, and you know, you have to think, hmm, pre-game, I don't know if you guys clocked on, but he did say Cho's been banging on the door in terms of performances to get a start. So I don't know about you guys, but it felt a bit smelly to me. It felt a bit agenda-driven. And I, and I do feel really like he was in the wrong. 
was very Listen, smart. you might have more patience than me, fam. <laughs> if that's my cousin and I'm on national TV, I'm going to do the exact same thing. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> but yeah, moving on to the next question um, from Ace. Do you guys reckon Lampard has too many buddies and yes men around him in the coaching scheme? I'll start off with Sam. Uh, for sure. I mean, we'll start with the most obvious one, which is Jody Morris. Because I feel like when Lampard and Morris were coming in, more people were probably, I don't know if more people, but a lot of people were excited for Morris just as much as Lampard. They thought 100%. he was kind of the, almost like yeah, the brains of the operation. Yeah, uh, That's what people felt like he was, whereas Lampard was just kind of the the, the face of it almost and Morris was the brains. But I, I, I was never really on board with that massively. Um, he obviously likes him and Lampard. So I think... I mean, he obviously is friends with Lampard kind of outside of football as well as in football. And he's there just as much as Lampard and all of this stuff is happening with him there as well. So at what point is he just as much to blame? Um, can, I just, can I just interject there though? Yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm not sure if at any club that the coaching staff have much weight, if I'm being honest. So we saw, from, so, and this goes back to um, even when Sari was appointed with Zola, I thought, mm. yeah, Zola, that's a good... He, he played for the club. He'll have some sort of... Clearly not. Sari had his way from beginning to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Arteta and Pep, and Pep, yeah. When Arteta left Pep, he was looking looking lost for, for a minute. And it's like, what did mm. these guys actually do? Um, that's the thing. In, we need to know. Have, did they have... Do they actually have any type of any type of power at the training ground? Any type of um, responsibilities? I don't think they do. Um, Anton was saying it on the main point that I was on, um, not, like I think it was about a month ago. An assistant manager job mm. is easy. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you don't actually. I don't think that any. Yeah, I don't think it's just Chelsea. I think th- this is why it's so easy for guys like, for example, Carrick to just um, mm. become Oli's assistant. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, Beckham literally just plucked Phil Neville from the women's team. To come into into Miami, it's like mm. I don't, fair, I don't huh? think these people have much much responsibilities. That's my opinion. To be fair, I always think with, with assistant managers, one one it, it always depends. It depends a lot on your relationship in it. So like Zola was club appointed. He wasn't normally. He's he wouldn't be part of Sarri's staff, right? But I mm. always think that with assistant managers, they're almost there more to propose potential problems. If that makes sense, for to like think about the problems before they happen, I guess. And then obviously the manager to tweak from there. That that always seems like the case with Arteta and Pep, for example, where um, Pep would always talk up Arteta's football brain and all that kind of stuff. It, it more seems like a lot of men are more there to maybe not be yes men, but be like, oh, but what if this and what if that? And then the manager, I guess, adjusts from there and they have a conversation. But it all depends. Like, we don't know, I guess, the conversations that go on. So, mm. Mm. Yeah, well, I with the Jody Morris thing, um, I just think if you're going to get rid of Lampard, you kind of need a big reset anyway. Get rid of you know what I mean? You just to need to get rid of both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, there's been a couple of dodgy Instagram um, Yeah, that Instagram incidents. like someone sent. Like, it's just yeah, weird. Well, it's like yeah. 15-year-old girl. Well, not yeah. just 12-year-old child. Even that, bro, from... I can't lie. How are these men on Instagram liking things and that, bro? Like, I don't yeah, really it's like weird. that, you know? It's yeah, like, weird. It's, it's a degree of professionalism, isn't it? They're players on, on Insta, like... And they're not even like it wasn't even like a joke post, like some yeah. quite funny, maybe like when players are kind of gonna go maybe move clubs and they like a cheeky little transfer news. Like that could be I could see the funny side of that, but this one was actually like, oh, these players need to fight for the badge and all that. And it's like, well, you're yeah, not real. coaching them. It's weird, like, it is weird. It's, it's very yeah. much a new thing as well. Because they're like, imagine if they see that, then they are gonna see it. Yeah, 
Like they probably yeah. will. They're all over Twitter. They're probably going, Hundreds. why are you liking that? Like, yeah, bro, <laughs> you do this, bro. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah mo- moving on from that, um, our next question from Toby, shout out you. Um, and it's a, it's a quite interesting question. So where do you guys think Frank should go if he leaves? Well, I'm going to say when he leaves. And what should he look look to improve on as a manager? England and under that, 21. I'm going to start with Ben. <laughs> England before, under before you're 21. Ready, you know. <laughs> <laughs> England under 21. I'll be shocked if I see any other job but that. England under 21s. Eddie Bufray, his time is looking up, and that that's got Lampard written all over it. Him and Jordy Morris. I, I actually I wouldn't be surprised if I sort of split actually, to be fair, mm. after um after this. Only because Jody's mind is is very much I, I think I think it's rated quite highly, to be fair, not just amongst us men, but I was in Chelsea Chelsea fans, but uh, championships are, um clubs, especially right now, they're looking to be smarter in everything they do. They're trying to pick up coaches that, you know, haven't... They're trying to take chances on coaches that haven't been given full, um, full-time jobs before, that kind of stuff as well. So, potentially, in the championship, for Lampard, that's an England under-21s thing there still. He can... um he, He's going to terrorise Cho from the under-21s now. That, that's he, he what's going to happen. He should, he should go be Wayne Rooney's assistant at Derby. The reality check of sorts, I guess. That's what he should He's supposed to be a dinner man, serving the students in the secondary school. <laughs> He's supposed to be a dinner man, bro. <laughs> right. to be a dinner man, bro. So yeah, um, going on, I'm going to go with um three or four more questions, but a, another very interesting question from um, Tariq here, and I feel like um it's a question which has quite been centered about um how people have viewed Lampard as the kind of coach he's been, and it's and the question is, Lampard is known as a youth manager. Do you think he's given youth fair opportunities to try and enter the fold? I, I think he has. I think I think he threw it in the bin, like mm, midway. Yeah. But I think last season he played, play he played youth when he didn't. He absolutely didn't have to. So, for example, given Tomori that chance to um to play a big game against Liverpool, and he played very very well, um and in the Champions League as well. Tomori got loads of game time in, in big Champions League games against Ajax away. Um, things like bringing on Billy Gilmore. Um, against Sheffield United when we the game wasn't actually won but he still brought him on you know what I'm saying so I felt like he he did give them that platform and I felt like that's part of the foundation that Lampard did um, build and that's going to be here hopefully from now on but I feel like he's definitely thrown it in a bin like midway through like up until now because like for example mm. tomorrow he's just yeah uh, I feel yeah. like the, that Morecambe game in particular was quite was quite exactly. damning you know it's because quite indicative. We, we saw those all those you know those those um those little images with the four players coming through and how they're going to play and well yeah all but one were in the were in the actual um squad yeah I think yeah, like with with the youth thing I don't think it's a yes or no question really in yeah. terms of he has given them a chance but also his obviously treatment of Cho Tamori's been horrible um so it's it's a strange one because like Shemi was saying he has kind of thrown it in the bin when his neck's on the line almost maybe he knew just like all of us that last season was almost a free hit yeah um, yeah so he could do that and now where his neck's on the line he's like oh wait I don't want to play these kids if they're going to cost me my job. Yeah, I definitely so, agree with that. Yeah, it's a strange one. Because he's fluctuated on a mad one. He's either gone with them to the point where no one else can really get in, or he said, nah, none of you. Almost apart from the people who I guess have to play regardless, he's pretty much said none of you. Because Tammy, if you think if we think about Tammy last season, when he started playing poorly, it was because he was being run into the ground by Lampard. Mm. 
absolutely run into the ground. He was injured. Remember the Arsenal game at the turn of the year? He got an injection, didn't he? Um, yeah. to, to, to play through the pain. So, yeah. yeah, he's very much either all in or all out when it comes to the youth a, a lot of the time. Thank you, guys. So, um, going on, I'm going to end it with um, two more questions from the Twitter, from guys from Twitter. Again, guys, you know, we saw how we gave attention to Discord listeners. You know, that those guys are the priority right now. If you do want to be a priority, if you do want to be a priority <laughs> question asker, head over to the Discord and sign up. But yeah, I can't talk enough for the Discord. To be <laughs> brilliant community, the Discord. Yeah, it's sure. good. But yeah, um, starting and I feel this is a very, very good question, and it um, links in with our managerial discussion from Teacher Black. He asked, uh, thoughts on Tuchel taking over amid how he horrifically handled the um, racist fourth official and David Barr's recent statement. I'm going to start with um, Shemi on that. Apparently, it was miscommunication, apparently. But yeah, if, 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 it, if he said what he said, I mean, oh, you know what? I, it's a controversial one because I actually I can't remember... Um, exactly what was said but I, I have an idea that he kind of tried to downplay the whole thing I think if he actually did try to downplay the whole thing then you know we shouldn't be hiring him because you know that's, that would be basically condoning racism but um, if there's any you know if it was a miscommunication as some people are saying then I guess we just have to run with it don't you, you know what I'm saying like, I don't know but mm. yeah good true well Sam what do you think yeah I'm, I'm I don't remember the quotes fully but yeah, I'm similar. If he obviously was kind of a bit dishonest, I guess, about the whole situation, then it's probably not the best idea to sign him. But I, I, I don't really remember exactly what was said. I'd have to read the quote again. Ben? Listen, that, that nigga, he guilty as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, you lot have to remember who we're fans of right now. Yeah? We can't be giving these men any ammunition. Proper chills. Look at the way... Look at the way that Sebi and Disu have been destroying us recently. You think we can then go and hire a manager who, who might have been condoning racism? Nah, get him in the bin, man. Get him in the yeah, bin. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a very good point. It's a very good point. Yeah. I do think going forward, Chelsea are were very, very um, concerned of how we look publicly as well, as well as our performance on the pitch. I think that'll be definitely very interesting to see how Ruben lost his cheek is all about I think, that. I think, I think, with this thing, I think people in the hierarchy like not just at Chelsea, but just generally in football, if there's any type of um, benefit of the doubt, they just, they just dismiss it. And I, it would, I, I feel like it would be the same. Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's, it's, which, isn't, which isn't right. It's not right at all. But yeah, it's a very good point because when I was talking about Tuchel before, I completely, that completely skipped my mind. So that is something to definitely bear in mind. But I don't think it's something they'll consider, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so going to one of, well, I said a penultimate question, and there's an interesting question from Kevin here. Well, it's more of an opinion, and he he said um, maybe we should give Lampard time to enjoy the growing pains, lest we forget Fergie's arrival at United. It wasn't total domination oh. on the right when they go. And before you guys get into this, I'm gonna have to start off here because <laughs> upon reading this, I feel like this, I feel like is a is an interesting point because it's a very very easy blanket statement to make. But you have to remember, Ferguson came in mid-season to a United that were 19th in the table. Not only that, but Ferguson in his previous jobs. He's already won European titles. Okay. You know, I feel like these similarities that people try to draw up with Klopp, etc. I just don't think they wash for me. It's the guy I told you. 
think, fam, I think for me, for me, yeah, look, look, none of us were alive when the Silas Ferguson. Well, I don't know about you, man, but I wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe done of them. <laughs> yeah, like, like none of us were alive when Silas Ferguson took over United. Yeah, so we don't know what his he he was. But what we can do is we can analyze what's in front of us. Yeah, not only do we not like what's on the pitch, we don't like certain characteristic traits of Lampard. Right, if we liked certain characteristics of Lampard, and you know, um, may, and and we could see some sort of process, then yes, we could give him some time. But there is no process, so abort mission. Hear that, Ben? What do you think? Yeah, I just think that person he, he, they they have to be trolling because like, like the record speaks for itself. Like Fergie, like he did shit and he won shit. Not that Lampard like hasn't. It's kind of an unfortunate, unfortunate situation because I actually think that. There's slight revision when it comes to the Derby thing, only because I've watched a lot of Derby in the Championship right to um, Steve McCarran times, right? Where they've actually overachieved enough times and obviously not had the final push to actually get into the Prem. But um, yeah, now he did well with Derby. But come on, he shouldn't have been coming into this job straight after that anyways. I don't think anyone thinks that Lampard is not going to be at least, at very least, a decent manager. I think everyone just thinks it's way too soon. So... Mm. Fergie or not, Fergie, whatever you want to say about Fergie, it, it was way closer to Fergie being ready when he got that job than it is with Lampard right now. So, yeah. That's a very good point. Mm. None of that. Football's None massively that. changed since them times as well. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Very, you, get pammed, you get pammed very Fergie quickly. came from Aberdeen. Yeah. Like, think of, like, all Twitter and that now. Like, you, it's just not the same. It's just yeah, completely facts. not the same. From time and I'm here questioning the guy's just, drip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think Ferguson had my strip. <laughs> There's a lot, there's a, there's a, but I know what you mean. There's a lot more outrage, and it's easier for the outrage to come out. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just so much less patience nowadays. Yeah. Okay. And going on to our last question. And when you spend two hundred million, sorry. Yeah. That's it. not good. Yep. You know what? You made a very good point. When you spend two hundred fifty <laughs> million, yeah. and like you're eight for the league. <laughs> what, you're, time. Boy, what? He's three points behind West Ham. It's a sticky one. Three still, points yeah, Everton man. with the game in hand. Two hundred mil. Word to the Europa listens. Me or but yeah going to the last question before we wrap things up and i feel this is a good it's a very interesting question because i feel like we can split it into two parts both in terms of currently now going into the next season but what do you guys think would be your starts 11s including the players that are currently on loan so with that question i'm going to start with sam what would your that, start level be that for next season i think I, I feel like i'm going to leave it open i'm going to say from now what oh, was your okay. starting eleven, and what what kind of formation would you go for, Sam? What literally, my uh, my starting eleven right now? Yeah, with all our players available, both in on the books right now, on 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 on, on, on loan. Sorry. Um. Okay. So Kepper, no, I'm joking. Mendy and goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. So I'll start with Mendy and goal. Uh. Similar back four. So Reese James, uh, Zuma, Silva, Chilwell. Pretty. I think that's probably our best back four at the minute um i feel like i'm gonna go for four two three one even though i think we tried that and there was the whole thing about moving to four three three and how everyone thought that would be better but i'm gonna do my lineup without lampard in charge so he's not on the manager in my lineup he's not the manager <laughs> um and then i'd play Kante and mount yeah, Kante and Mount sitting uh, kind of in front of the defence. Havertz in front of them. Cho on the right. Pulisic on the left. And Werner up front. 
would probably be my lineup. And then I'd have Loftus Cheek on the bench. Uh, just mention that because you mentioned, obviously, with everyone out on loan, I would mm-hmm. keep him on the bench. Uh, I we were talking about it earlier. Fuck it, I'm getting my stocks back. Calling them back, they're back. <laughs> hey, you got your day. Hey, hey. Back. I back. To, hey, I need to watch. I need to watch that Discord carefully because certain man trying to buy their stocks Harry. back. And yeah, on that I, note, Shemi, what would your what would your start eleven be? Man. Um, I think yeah, Mendy, Chihuahua, Mendy, Mendy, Chihuahua, James, Tiago, Tomori. Um, I would play. Does Tomori count? Is he still here? He's on yeah, right he's still, here, he's still here so, for now. He's still here for now. Yeah. I would play a midfield of... This is difficult. Yeah, um, I think I'd play a midfield three of Kante... Mm, yeah, Kante, Mount, and... I, I'm going to be different. I'm going to say Ruben. And then... Obviously, with a, a sufficient coach, like a tactical coach, then I'd have I'd have Havertz off the right inside right um, channel, like operating as like almost like a ten from the right, and then I'd have um, sorry, no scratch that. I forgot about Ziyech. I really like Ziyech. Sorry, yeah. So Ruben to the bench. Um, Kai number eight. Ziyech um, right. Cho left, and Werner up front. Ben. I like Ziyech. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries, Ben. Um. Yeah. To be honest, my, my defense will be the same as Shemi's. I'll, I'll have Peter Check and go. Um. I'll have. Check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Now I'll have um. You know, Mendy and go. I'll have um. Thiago Silva and Tomore centre back. Um. Reece James right back. Ben Chilwell left back. I'd probably go with the same midfield, just organized way better. Um. In Havertz, Mount, and Kante. I think it's about time that Kante starts doing less work if I'm honest like I'm not saying you don't still do loads of work mm. in DM but if your if your midfield is um positioned right it's more mental work than physical work and especially if you look at yeah that's, if you look at Fernandinho especially and um Fernandinho does a lot for City anyways to be fair but if you look at their when they were in their prime when it was Fernandinho Silva KDB I, I don't think he had to do like, I don't think he was overstraining himself Kante I watched them like bro we are killing this guy like we're actually yeah, killing them softly like it's crazy like, it's, it's like he's bold and he's already bold yeah literally that is crazy so yeah I'd play I'd play Kante um, Mount Havertz Havertz LCM Mount RCM because the fact that they play on the other sides and then I'm not surprised that the way they play when they play on the other sides are not really given clear instructions like that but the main reason why um, I play Mount RCM and Havertz LCM is mainly so Havertz can actually make his runs and do his stuff um, I, I think Lampard thinks that have, um, that Mount is, is him like the young him but it's actually quite ironic that in terms of what um in terms of the like the bag, I guess if that makes sense, like what Havertz's bag is, Havertz is probably yeah. more similar in terms of arriving late. So yeah, he can't continue to play RCM purely because Ziyech likes to cut in anyways and you know occupy that half space. So yeah, there needs to be space. So Havertz LCM mount RCM, um, mount more of a facilitator, Havertz the one that actually makes the late runs, gets into the boss, etc. Um, then obviously Mr. Whip. Mr. Whip it, get it in the Pirates and whip ZH on the right, but just tell him to keep that stuff to it. I'm going to cap him at 40%. I'm going to cap the whips at 40%. Um, so, yeah, ZH on the right, Pulisic slash Cho on the left. I really don't mind. It depends on who's playing better. 
you know, I, I believe in both of them anyways a lot. So I would change um, the three wingers um, depending on the game and what we need, if that makes sense, depending on the weaknesses of your position. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because certain days will be more about penetration. Then I'd play Cho and Pulisic, for example, in it. So, yeah, and then Werner up front. So, yeah, that'd be my team. Thank you. And last but not me, I'm going to go with my team. I'm going to, I'm going to throw a bit of a span in the works here. So, for me, I'm going to go Mendy and go. From the left, Chilwell definitely has to be a left back for me. So it's, a, it's going to be a bit of a weird one, but for me, I'm going to I'm going to stick with Tamoria. I've I've trusted him, you know, in the kind of centre back he can be. He's two footed, he's always on the front foot. He's athletic, like all he has all the minerals to be a very very good modern day centre back. And the fact that someone like Maldini has spotted him, not not only from this season but last season, as um, before he's coming to Milan, you know, re-emerging Milan, I feel like he he's our future. Um, next team on the right, I'd go Zuma. You know, we we did see from Lampard last season, he was a bit um confused. You know, he had Zuma on the left for some reason. Now we all know how Zuma is with his left foot. Um, right back, this is gonna be an interesting one, but I'd have Livermento. I feel like he's a he's a player that is really physically ready for the Premier League. I feel like we're gonna have to, I feel like we're gonna have to, you know, actually incorporate another right back because I don't know about you guys, but Aspi, Aspi looks like he's toasted right now. And I feel like for me, it's gonna be very, very important. Guy, yeah. It's gonna be sorry, very, sorry, very, sorry, very guys. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but who? Who? Livermento. Don't worry about that, Ben. You know these guys be watching. They yeah. they be watching you football. Me, from me, man, don't, don't worry, man. Don't worry. Man. <laughs> let, let, me, let me let me finish. Let me finish my. Right, let me finish right, my go through. Go through. Go through. Them man be watching you football all day every day, bruv. Anyway, and in the midfield for me, Livermentos. In the midfield for me, I'm gonna go over a pairing of um Kante and Reese James. You guys gonna be like, oh Reese James, but I don't know if you guys um watched. Wigan, whilst three James was there, but for the second half of the season, he slotted in midfield and he looked like a, he looked like an absolute beast there. And yeah, for me watched. personally, I do feel like the way he plays and the way Livermento plays, Livermento is a lot more athletic in the fact that he can get up the pitch a lot quicker. And I do feel like Reese's strengths in terms of him being quite bulky, you know, he's good, he's good with his passing, and he does have a little, he does have a lethal shot on him. I feel like in the midfield, we can see a lot more for him. Um, the front three in front of them, I'm going to have to go my boy Cho on the left. You know, I feel like we've been locking him on the right. You know, I feel like we're locking his potential, you know, for, for a player that hasn't really done much, you know, this season. And yeah, I feel like he, I feel like he deserves a chance, you know, to, to have a, a run out. Um, on the right hand side, I'm going to go with ZH. You know, um, for me with ZH, I'm going to, I'm going to have to play him a bit more tucked in. I don't feel like he, I want him on the touchline, you know, because I feel like against the Premier League and fullbacks, he's going to suffer physically, especially. Um, in the 10, but more of like a 9.5, I'm going to have to have Kai there. You know, those late incis- incisive runs into the box. Because I feel like that is his bag and that is exactly how um, Leverkusen played. Because um, in comparison to us, we're, we're more a possession-based team. Um, at Leverkusen, he, he didn't have to focus on that too much. For for Kai, it was literally about getting into transitional spaces to get either the last pass for um, the goal scorer or for him to get um, in the goal scoring sheet. And for me up top, I've got a massive, massive, massive question mark. I don't know about you guys, but me personally, I'm starting to worry about team, and I'm, I'm, I don't know, but I'm gonna slowly start to sell my socks for now. Don't fear, don't fear. It does take some tactical, you know. He'll, he'll, he'll come. Don't worry. Let me. All right, cool. That's that. Um, that was a great one, lads. Um, also, wait, sorry. Can I quickly say? Yeah. Um, for the people that think that Mount. Um, Havertz can't work in the midfield in the midfield three. I'd just like to point out the fact that in Brandt's last season at Dortmund they were playing a midfield three which included Havertz and Brandt playing centre mid. That wasn't last season bro. Brandt's <laughs> last season. 
I hear you, but then you have to remember, Brandt is a lot more of a facilitator, whereas Mount is a lot more looking yeah, to get inside the box. But you know my views anyways. I've been mm. saying that Mount should take the facilitator role. Okay, okay, I so, yeah, I hear you. We'll wrap up there. Um, it was a pleasure, lads. Um, Sam, thank you for joining us. Cheers. It was, yeah, it was six feet on my first one. Uh, Luke. Oh, you know the vibes, this, man. This name stuff is just dead, but uh, yeah, I hope to see more of stay you. Stay on brand, stay on brand, stay on brand. I hope to see more of you of the poly now you've been um, putting your feet up and letting everyone else I'm back, work. I'm back. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> um, Babs, is a pleasure as usual. It was always fun, man. Don't get we'll too comfortable in that, in that hosting. That hosting. <laughs> <laughs> I leave that to you, bro. Yeah. We're out. Peace. Um, yeah. On Twitter and ranting, doing the most. True, say that money is power, so when you get money, keep fighting. Ghost, ghost. I remember when I shot my shot, but I didn't have got, so I hit the post. But next time, it's a golden goal. And it- Sports Social Podcast Network.